You're listening to the RT Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RT One weekdays at 3.30. Now it's that time of the week when we solve all of your dilemmas. We're delighted to have etiquette expert Noel Cunningham and Laura Woods, broadcaster, join us in studio. Great to have you guys. We have lots and lots and lots of dilemmas, so we'll jump straight in. Dear Dilemma, it says here, I recently went to awake and was very confused at what the correct etiquette was. My friend's grandmother passed away, and I wanted to be supportive. I said I would go along to the wake to check in and pay my respects. I wasn't raised Catholic, so funeral experiences are quite alien to me, and this was my first wake. I had no idea how to act or what the correct way to sympathise was, especially given I didn't know many of my friend's relatives very well, nor did the cease. I got through the event, but I wished I knew more about what to do and what was expected. Oh, gosh. No. Probably. Well, Donegal wakes are very popular. Yes. You know, the wake is a significant part of that process of saying goodbye. People, I think, in Ireland have to realise one thing. The whole way of doing it is changing. You know, there's a different way of doing it, but we must bear in mind that particularly in country areas, people still love the wake. So I always have a few golden rules. Give people an opportunity to pay their respects. Have a wake Mm -hmm. for a respectable period of time. I don't mean Mm -hmm. to keep her remains for three or four days in a house, not at all. Secondly, always have a family member there or somebody who might tell you, the main mourners, Mm -hmm. who exactly people are, you know, so that, you know, it makes the people who are coming to pay their respects much, much more comfortable if they know that's the mum, that's the dad, that's the uncle, that's the daughter. You know, that doesn't always happen. Number three, there is no longer a need for providing tea and coffee and sandwiches and all of that. That's a lot of work and a lot of pressure in a private home. And number four, I say to Irish people... If you are going to pay your respects at a funeral, go to the funeral Mm -hmm. in its entirety. Don't just sort of be at the church door when the remains arrive Mm -hmm. and kind of annoy the main mourners by pushing in at that time to pay your respects. You know, because you will get an opportunity after the mass or after the service to pay your respects and sympathise. If you've already done that at the wake, you don't need to do it again. And Please go to the graveyard as well if that is the protocol. Mm-hmm. But this idea of showing up at the at the um, graveyard just to be seen, I just yeah. think it's not very nice, no. you know. And that just roughly, it's a whole area that would need we need a lot more time. But those are a few basic mm-hmm. guidelines. And do you think that that people, because you know time is precious and people are very busy, do you think it's still expected, Noel, that people go to the wake or removal in a funeral home? and the funeral the next day, and the graveyard. And people forget sometimes, just because you genuinely cannot go to the wake or the funeral or pay your respects, a nice little handwritten card after everything has sort of been and gone, you know, just a little note to say, honestly, my heart goes out to you. I would have loved to have been there. Simply couldn't be. You really are in my thoughts and in my prayers. And as simple as, Mm -hmm. has the person overthought this a small bit, Laura? I think our viewers are really kind for messaging in. And I think the fact that they're turning up to any of the events surrounding the person's um, celebration of their life is wonderful and will be noted. Um, Their support will be noted. 
I can't really add to anything I think that Noel said because I think he had some wonderful advice. The only thing I'd say from an emotional point of view, if you are concerned about the atmosphere or the vibe mm -hmm. at the wake, uh, you might just look to the grieving family because yeah. sometimes you'll go in and it will be incredibly emotional and fraught, mm -hmm. but other times at wakes people could be almost jovial for our but they could yeah. be celebrating yeah, having a laugh so at the read person. The room. So read the room yeah. and whatever the family's mood is, perhaps go along with yeah. that. And there's certain things you say as well, like say where we come from, you say sorry for your troubles. Absolutely. And sorry for your mm -hmm. troubles. And you shake the person's hand, you say sorry yeah. for your, for your yeah. troubles uh -huh. and you move on. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes and that's enough. Say, yeah. we say more when we say absolutely nothing. Yes. Sometimes yeah. a hug. Yeah. yeah. A lovely hug yeah. and keep walking. Keep yeah. going. Then. Because yeah. sometimes in a particularly sad situation, it's hard to find yeah. the words. And don't forget yeah. them after the funeral either, the following week and the following month as yeah. well. It's nice yeah. to light a candle. That's right. Oh, for sure. Yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. A card or a letter, I think yeah. it's a lovely idea, yeah. regardless oh. as well, isn't it? Me and letters and cards. Oh, especially handwritten. Yeah. yeah. Um, another dear dilemma, dilemma. I'm living in shared accommodation and I'm not one for confrontation. Now that the days are getting warmer, we don't need to have the heating on in the house as often. One of my housemates is constantly cold in the house and always turns on the heating in the evening, even when it's not needed. It's almost habitual at this stage and starting to cause some unrest in the house, especially when the bills come through the door. Me and my housemate are sick of sweating buckets in the house. How do I approach this situation without causing an argument? I think that is probably a common problem among shared housemates in this country because we've had a very cold winter so far. Yeah. I know I'm always trying to put on the heat and being told I'm not allowed by my own husband. <laughs> but what I would say is... That's common. Money talks um, in this situation and facts will win out. So uh, it's very unfair if your housemate is constantly putting the heat on, driving up the bill, when other people perhaps are working all yeah. evening, they don't get home till six or seven... The housemate could be at home since three in the afternoon. I don't yeah. want them to freeze, but what I would suggest is perhaps having a uh, house meeting mm -hmm. and getting your s stats right and saying, look, this is what the average bill is and this is what the average temperature in a household should be, mm -hmm. 21 degrees. You're pumping it up to 24, 25 degrees for six, seven hours a day. Yeah. So that extra increase on that is X amount. And we're going to add that to your bill and then see if that continues. It's, it's difficult yeah. to argue with, with yeah, facts and is. stats, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a calm manner. I mean, you're all yeah. sharing a house together. These, these issues are going to arise time and time again. You know, it yeah. could be solved. It's, just, it's unreasonable, really, isn't it? I mean, you have to know how to compromise in a situation where you're sharing anything. Yeah. And in the words of my beloved grandmother, who was quite happy to tell anyone and everybody, put on a Gansey, dear. <laughs> put on a Gansey. I can tell that. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it's amazing. I go into some of the shared accommodation my nieces and nephews yeah. have had down the years. Yeah. The heat will be unbearable, and yet they're in shorts and a T-shirt. And I say, you know, if you put on even a track suit, you could switch down that heat and save a few bob, you know. Yeah, know. Just put on a warm, put on be a warm, practical. absolutely yeah. be practical but yeah. that's the best advice or or um, um what do you call the um slot the thing that you put oh, money in the oh money the money in yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the meter the prepaid ones mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we have another dilemma here it says here uh, is my life over from the lack of excitement it says here i'm in my 60s that's very very young article and all isn't it mm. and i feel that my life is over i am so fed up even though i have a nice lifestyle and a lovely home i take holidays and hopefully in retirement my husband and i will be fine because of our various pensions and savings. However, I do feel that our security has been largely due to myself and all that I've done so far was myself
salary uh, has always been greater than that of my husband's. I should add that my husband is a good, decent man, and perhaps the wrong uh, lies with me here. Maybe I am at a very unpleasant crossroad in my life. Perhaps I just feel I have no excitement, nothing to look forward to. Well, I suppose my comment on that is this. I'm in no position to tell anyone what they should be feeling uh, because that's their own private area of their life. But I would say to this um, person, sit down, look, reread what you've sent Mm -hmm. to us and just recognise and realise that you are so lucky. I mean, there is so much wonderful Mm -hmm. in your life Mm. And sometimes, I know from my own point of view, Mm. it's only when you have a little sort of problem in life that you kind of pull back and realise, God, I thought I was badly off until Mm. now. You know, just be grateful. You have a good husband. You have no worries about money. You have a lovely home. And I say, I don't mean to make light of it. And get out and about Join a group. Go and help out with this in Vincent de Paul one day a week. Mm. You'll meet new people. It'll give you a little lease of life. Would you say yeah, so, Yeah, and it'll make you feel better, too. Yeah. By I think the 60s back. age group is a really interesting one in this country right now. If you consider that the uh, average age of the first-time parent is 33 and a third, mm. yeah. you are experiencing probably freedom from your children for the first time in your 60s mm-hmm. because they will have finished their education, they'll have yeah. done, their, done their travels, they'll have finished their trade, they'll mm. hopefully be living independently and have happy and settled around 27 or whatever. So this is the first time that you probably have all of this time Mm. where people need you less. So I can completely appreciate our viewer wondering what is going, what she should be doing with her life. I would Mm. say The Guardian has an absolutely fantastic series on life after 60 Mm. and it just gives great examples of a woman who learned to samba dance, another uh, person learned to tango, another person went scuba diving. So the world is your oyster. Mm. If you have a little bit of cash away, spend it on yourself. Spend it on yourself, spoil yourself and get out and perhaps get a pet as well. People are talking about the amount of friends that they have made from walking the dog every day. It sounds so silly, but actually you have to get out and exercise the animal. If you're in a position to adopt a pet and give it a a gorgeous home, you could open yourself up to a whole new group of friends. And 60 is so young. It's so Ah, young. young. People are still working into their 70s, 80s and beyond. Yeah. And what's your health? Noel, before we go, you have a new show. Tell us all about Oh, we have the uh, high road, low road tonight. <laughs> Great. With the wonderful Mary Kennedy. The beautiful Mary oh, Kennedy. My goodness, it will be such fun. Please it's... tell me you got the low road. I was going to ask, are we allowed? I don't think he's allowed. Tell us. Yeah, yes. I don't think you can. I know. Su- suffice it's it to say, be fun. there should be a law against a refined gay man <laughs> who's used to the better things in life <laughs> being subjected to an experience that they've never known before. <laughs> and that's all I'm uh, saying. Did you enjoy every minute? I thoroughly enjoyed every minute. Well, you know we're all going yeah. to be tuning in now, yeah. Noel Cunningham. I can't wait to so, see this. Tune in and see. As we'll I say, all I will say is I looked around eight beds at one particular time <laughs> and I thought, I'll unpack. I need a few spare hangers. As I walked out the door, I realised... I don't have a wardrobe. We're <laughs> <laughs> giving away all the clothes. No, seven o'clock tonight, and all yes. look, we're looking forward. No, no, if you have any dilemmas Thank for Laura Noel to sort out, please do email us today at rt.ie. Thanks, Emil, for listening. Don't forget, you can tune into the Today Show every weekday on RT One from three thirty. Or if you miss the show, you can always watch us back on the RT Player. Visit rt.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned. 